Welcome to Edify Presents, the life and craft of a music producer at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Please welcome founders of Edify, Liam Klimick and Will Reed. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> don't need a clap. Don't That's okay. Clap. It's all right. Um, don't worry about it. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us at the, uh, the fifth one of these that we've done. Um, we're excited to have you all here and we're excited to, uh, for the listeners on the podcast, the podcast as well. Um, but it's not really about us. So uh, it's about these three talented people to our right. And uh, so I'd like to introduce them all now. So from right to left, we've got My Partner Shall Fly, Gang Colors, and Reginald Omas the fourth. So let's get into it. Um, obviously, you guys are doing, making waves now, doing some really, really cool stuff um, with, with your music. So it'd be great to hear a little bit of an intro about yourselves and then a bit about uh, kind of influences about what what first got you into like into music. So should we start over with you? Um, hi, um, my name is Serene. Um I first started My Panda Shall Fly, um, I think around 2008. So, uh, you know, it kind of took me about, you know, two, three years to sort of start developing a sound where, you know, I felt it was good enough to, you know, to myself to release, you know, so it, it was until um, 2011, you know, when I sort of released my first EP and, you know, to me that felt like quite a long time, but, you know, I think looking back, I, I really liked that I had sort of taken so much time to, you know, develop and fine tune what my sound was at that time, so... And, you know, from then on, I went on to kind of release m more EPs and I'm at this stage now where I'm about to release my debut album. Sweet, sweet. We'll get on to that in a bit. Will? Um, yeah, I guess it kind of started when I was in my mum's car on the way to school and I was listening to uh, Mike Skinner, Has It Come To This? I think everyone had a oh bit of a God. moment with that one. And I was just like, wowza, I want a piece of that. Um, I didn't really know where I was going to take that feeling at the moment because I was at school and I was still concentrating <laughs> on hating school. But um, I think after that, I kind of worked out how I could start making music. So I went to PC World and I bought some terrible software. It's not terrible, I'm not going to diss it. It's Hip Hop EJ, um, <laughs> Super Pack. And I've actually found the CD the other day. It was a nice little moment. But um, yeah, it just kind of started with that curiosity, um, with wanting to kind of start making sounds, I guess. Um, and so I did, and then, I, uh, you know, through time, you kind of go through and you find other programs to use. I used Fruity Loops, uh, which you may or may have not heard of, and then um, I ended up on Logic because that's, uh, that was a requirement of a course that I took at university. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really know about times and dates. I don't know how you know times and dates. Uh, I know that I've, I think I probably started releasing music five years ago. That's a nice guess. Um, and, yeah, basically... Uh, I just got signed to a label, and it's just one of those things you got. It's back in the MySpace days when you just you, you spice up your your page and you make it look sexy and HTML wizard. They say what? HTML wizard over there. Exactly. Yeah, you, you kind of got into it until Justin Timberlake got involved and it, he ruined everything. You know, he made everything kind of uniform uh, and Facebooky. You know, it was just like everyone had to be the same. So people jumped on SoundCloud, but that's a whole other story. But I mean, yeah, so I got found on MySpace by some clever little A&R guys at, um, at Brownswood. And 
yeah, I mean, uh, I've just tried to keep releasing music since then. You just try and stay in the game. It's not about like anything else. It's like, yeah, can I keep this dream going? Um, and I've forgotten the question, so there we go. Well, that's a nice intro, so that's, that's perfect. And, uh, <laughs> and yourself, Reggie? Uh, yeah, I sort of got into music through just uh, probably like my family, really. Uh, just sort of dancing and clapping hands and like making noises with our mouths and like, you know, just just having fun, basically. And uh, that kind of continued through my childhood where we would just sort of beat the table at the dinner, ti at dinner time and sort of like sing a song. And then, uh, yeah, just like listening to music, listening to sort of old soul music, my mum's music. And yeah, yeah, just, I don't know, it sort of just went, went on from experimenting with the idea that I can record this. And I've kind of, I've got two brothers, which also, they, they both make music. And we together decided to, well, no, never really decided. We just started recording stuff onto tape. And yeah, as, as you get older, the technology changes and you find new ways of recording. And yeah, yeah, so it just sort of happened like that. I've been kind of doing it ever since. And yeah, it's just like fun, really. Were there, were there particular sounds like, so you mentioned obviously your family and stuff, but um, for each of you, were there particular sounds that you were hearing and like engrossed by the Mike Skinners of the world uh, that, that made you think, right, I want to I wanna do this? And then a uh, separate question, were you then kind of trying to uh, recreate those sounds? Were you trying to mimic those sounds? Was it quite crude at the beginning or was it straight into your own stuff? Um, yeah, you know, I think thinking back, it was, um, you know, there was a, like a definitive sort of period in my life when, you know, I, I felt that I had, you know, found a sort of sound and or a style of music that I just loved so much, you know, or maybe more than any other any other kind of genre. So that happened to be UK Garage, and, and you know, it, I was kind of at high school at the time, and you know. UK Garage was really big, and you know, you're talking like kind of 97, 98, sort of, you know, near the turn of the millennium, and you know, it was everywhere. And you know, I think just like everyone else in my school, we wanted to sort of, we wanted to be those DJs and MCs and producers, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah, and great. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I think what we sort of did was we just saved up money. We still we bought turntables, you know, we bought vinyl, um, and we just tried to. We tried to DJ, you know, we tried to learn to DJ. And that was the sort of catalyst for me that kind of led on to me wanting to emulate that, that sound. And I think from then on, it sort of, you know, then it got a bit more interesting because, you know, I thought <laughs> I don't really want to make Garage as such. And then I started, you know, started to explore other sounds. And I think, you know, so it started with this sort of, you know, really kind of dance floor heavy, you know, club orientated music but I've sort of enjoyed the trajectory because it's yeah. kind of moved away from that a bit now um, yeah I mean yeah uh, in uh, terms of wanting to kind of emulate sorry what you yeah no just the other influences and, and kind of emulation and stuff yeah I mean um, I've pretty much I've even recently kind of made a file in my iTunes kind of uh, that is tunes that made me feel good when I was younger um, 
just because I seem to be chasing that still, even now. I don't want to ignore it anymore. You know, I've yeah. been trying to ignore it for ages, but <laughs> you know, because even if you are going to chase that, and if you want to like emulate someone else, you're not going to emulate it completely. So you don't need to worry about that. Like, you're you're always going to do exactly what comes out of you because there's a thousand other decisions that are being made in the producing process, which is something I worked out a lot later. Because at, at first I was like. I don't, don't want to be like anyone else, you know, I want to be as individual as, as Mike Skinner or something like that. Um, and it's, it's still, I still think about it, I still think about why, why did I like that so much, you know. Um, and I guess it because it just kind of spoke to the, the, the time, you know, it's very garagey. And I, I grew up in, in the, the garagey vibe as well. Um, and, and, you know, wanting to be Craig David or, or whatever. And, you know, you, you listen to so much music these days that you, you're kind of influenced by everything. So it's, it's, um, it's whatever my mum was listening to, it's, it's David Bowie, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's everything in between, really. You find what you like and what you, you, what you don't like, and that's important. You build up this library of your likes and dislikes, and you can work on that when you're producing. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And it's a process that I guess all producers have been through. So. I, when you when you step up to the plate and you're doing it, it's um, it's not something you need to worry about. But it's definitely something that influences me. If I'm having a little dark moment, I'm like, wow, I'm I'm pretty talentless. You know, I'll listen to some other producers, and it will just get me fired up again. Producers that were you know important to me when I was younger. Um, you know, it, I don't like to get stuck in the past, but that's just what works for me. I mean, I, I keep up to date with everything new. Um, just from an engineering point of view, I want to know what's, 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 what's happening now, what are people enjoying, and what's, what can I draw influence from there? Because um, I'm a real kind of, I like, I'm, I'm an engineering bit of a freak, and I, I like that kind of, because there's a lot of emotion in those little post-production things that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's sweet, it really. Sweet. And Reggie, was, was Garage such a big part of your? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a feeling. I was like hip-hop uh, from, very young on, like we just had this like romantic idea that, don't know, I just like I used to like the old raps and the the way that the, the boom bap of it, uh, and as kids we sort of like pretended to be little gangsters I suppose, so yeah it was all kind of a bit like that and then you know as you realise that you're growing up in a West Country village, uh, <laughs> no, but you know it's like we we really. Uh, <laughs> We really just, you know, I've, I've really felt the music from a young age. My, both my parents kind of listened to music that would influence the hip-hop movement from America as well. So we had quite a, a wealthy background of sort of 70s funk and soul music. Uh, so it, that kind of added, it was kind of law of averages and following suit that we listen to hip hop really. Um, people like DJ Premier, you know, the Diamond D. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, yeah, how, it, how it kind of went, Pete Look, Rock. Looking at those influences, was there a point when you began to make music and you thought, okay, this is the type of music that I want to be making? Or has uh, it always just been what you wanted to be making? Uh, at the first stage of me trying to make music, I just wanted to make hip hop music. I thought, you know, to, to, to be able to do that in any shape or form, you know, was, was something that was just kind of fun and felt, 
felt right and we all you know we just smiled the whole time because it was just about enjoyment rather than rather than doing anything else it's like for me music's in every single person like we're all born creative we're all born artists we're all born you know you've all got it in you but whether you keep it nurture it capture it it's kind of down to luck it's down to your upbringing it's down to uh pressures of possibly yeah your life and the monetary system i won't go too far into that but it's just it's kind of i feel lucky i appreciate every moment that that you know we just i've just been able to be creative and that be celebrated i mean and moving that down to you guys, we, was there a stage where you thought, this is the sound that I want to be, you know, I want people to hear? Or was or was there a moment where it's like, actually, maybe this heavy metal EP, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what? Uh, to be honest, I've never really sat down and I've never really kind of been focused enough, you know. That's something I kind of lack, really. I lacked it at school and I lack it now. I want to be doing everything. I want to be uh, exemplifying all of it and in between, you know, everything that every influence I've ever had, you know, I want to be slapped in there in some way or, or another, um, which is annoying. You know, it's really it's like when you think, you know, you, you want to be focused, you want to be like, yeah, I'm making hip hop, but it's actually you want to make hip hop and you want to kind of make a bit of drum and bass and you want to wrap it into this kind of pop thing or whatever. You know, I think it, pop's a safe one because pop seems to be about everything, you know. Uh, so I don't mind telling my nan that I make pop music, you know. I don't mind telling the world that I make pop music, you know. It's, 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 it's fine because to me it's defined by just everything in between. It's like, it's like that meal where you chuck everything in at, at a harvest or something like that. You know, just I, I want it to be everything and I want it to be everything to it's me. Fun, it's funny the idea that uh, popular music has turned into its own genre, really. Yeah. You imagine mm. when that term was coined, it was just what was popular. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of label anything. You know, as producers, we're all sat there going, you can't label me. No way. <laughs> you can't touch me. You know, I'm, I'm me. And that's, that's how you define me. I'm me defined by my name, and that is my genre. But, you know, you can't really be that pretentious at every moment. So you've got to kind of roll with it. And I'm happy to be hip-hop. I'm happy to be pop. Whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it post dubstep, then that's you, you know. Um, I'm just trying to make music that makes me feel good, and in turn, hopefully that makes other people feel good as well, you know. It's a noble, noble thing. <laughs> and that, that implementation, implementation of the sound, what's the first, when you sit down at the desk and you go, okay, is it that you want to make a tune or is it that you've got something that you feel would be interesting to lay down and begin a tune with? What's the first step? I think, yeah, you know, I think it would be, it sounds terrible if you almost have this mindset where, you, you know, you're almost sitting down and you're forced to sort of make a tune, you know. I th that sounds really horrible to me because it sounds so sort of um, mechanical and robotic, you know, and, and slightly forced. So, uh, you know, I would think maybe I've been lucky enough that every time I've sort of sat down with the intention of making music, there's been some sort of, you know, idea or some sort of concept, you know, that's kind of been kind of brewing away in the back of my head. So... Most of the time, I think there'll be some sort of, there'll be a reason, you know, I'd, I'd want to make something. Um, uh, and that's, that's how it's kind of worked for me. So you far. often, uh, uh, with me, it's like a moment. Mm, it's a yeah. feeling. You just have this sort of feeling and you just roll with it. I mean, sometimes I have them on the bus and I can't yeah, get yeah. to, where you get home quick enough. But <laughs> it's just, you know, that's, 
that's, that's is, that, is that when you started? Is that that's like the that's the romanticism of it almost? But yeah, it, that do you have to have that energy inside you to be like, oh, I'm inspired? Yeah, no, luckily that's it. happening a lot. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to ride the wave while it's happening. I think you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of. I want I want it to be like that, but I'm more regimented. I'm more like, right, I'm getting up at 10, I'm exercising, and then I'm going for it, you know. Because you, you can just sit there, and you start with one thing, and then that's the inspiration, you know. You start with a clip from a movie, and then you slow it down, and you do some weird shit to it, and then all of a sudden, it's it's a little little something. I don't, And you're like, oh, all right, cool, let's, let's add a kick to this something, you know. And then it, it just it's, it tumbles from there. It's like an avalanche, I'm you digging, know. I'm digging that little shoulder twitch. You're yeah, doing. yeah, well, this is halfway what I do in the studio. I get my little... <laughs> A little more dance on this. When I got something, I'll do a little kind of wiggle, and I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, you might as well get up and do it. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm sat down all the time. I mean, I I do get a bit excited, and I have to walk around my room sometimes. If I got a good idea, I'm like, oh, I get a bit, a bit kind of like too much energy in my body, and I have to kind of walk around and think about what my next move's going to be. Um, but everyone's different. Everyone's on their little process, you know. I would love to kind of take it away from the laptop and just be fiddling with knobs and and just doing my little dance and being happy forever. But you know, when you kind of do with what, what you've learned and you kind of cling on to that a little bit and you're like, oh, I've, I've got to use this laptop and I've got to use Logic because I know stuff about Logic. It's like, no, you can, you can, you can use anything, you know. Uh, anything's musical. You can use your dictaphone and just layer it up. It, it, you can do it any way you like. Or the dinner table. Exactly, the dinner table, table tennis, anything. You know, anything's musical. This conversation is damn musical. <laughs> And will it be something melodic, or will it be a groove, or will it, or could it be Evo, or could it be both? Everything, everything. You know, like you know, uh, what did I do the other day. I mean, I just I'll plan it before I go, because I don't like doing the same thing over and over, because you get stagnant. Because that 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 if you do if you start the same, for me sometimes it, you almost you do the same things. You fall into this little kind of pattern of all right, well I I'll put the synth in now and then I'll do this and then it's just like oh shit, I just spent you know two years writing bollocks, but um. <laughs> So basically, uh, excuse my French, but sorry about that. Um, it's anything. So you know, this week I plan to like make a piano riff uh, and just see how that goes. You know, um, yeah, or like last week I just took a sample from a, a movie, which I'm not going to name it. Um, and you know, you just go from there. Like a little tiny sample becomes the snare, and you're like, oh, I like that snare, and then you go from there. You mentioned uh, like you're bound sometimes by what you what you know and what you've learned. Do you feel like uh, today in the music industry, and uh, like you guys uh, all kind of touch on electronic music to various degrees, do you ever feel like you are a bit bound by what, what you uh, have learned? And do you feel how much of the kind of the process is actually learning new tools and learning new kind of methods and things? And if, if that is the case, then do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I seem to personally learn by process. So... It won't be like I need to get a tool to to achieve something. It's like I can achieve it because the idea is in you. I think that's kind of how any anyone who's creating something, like if you're an artist, you might not always go for the tool yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to, you know, maybe you'll have the idea and... That's nice to hear for yeah. aspiring people as well. Cause like yeah, it's not about, it's not necessarily about what you have like to use it's more what you th what you what you got to say yeah, yeah your imagination like that's the the core of it right that's the core of creativity is like everyone's imagination like you've got a you know you've all you all dream everyone dreams it's the same thing you just try and dream in the day that's all man so yeah it's true i know i 
I mean, I'm I'm not sort of formally trained in music, so you know, I never felt that was a limitation or something here, that should, here, man. you know, yeah, that should hold you back because, you know, I mean, I would like to think, you know, from what I've done, you know, that is proof to me that, you know, you don't need to have learned grade eight piano to make music, you know, I think it's so far sort of, it's moved on so much that I think you've sort of got the freedom to do a bit more and, you know, like uh, play with <laughs> music a bit more, you know, than we're lucky. We're lucky trained. to be born into this era where yeah. you know it's available for pretty much anyone to yeah exactly to make some music. Man. Yeah, I mean you can do it. On, you know, on your phone, there's all sorts of apps. You know, I haven't kind of taken advantage of it yet, but it's definitely something I'm going to step into because it's an option. The more options you have, like the better, and the more knowledge, the better. You know, I'm. I guess I said I was stuck in in, in the knowledge that I already had, but it's like you just build that every day. Every day I start my day with a bit of exercise, you know, keeping it keeping it fresh, keeping it funky. And then um, I'll watch a tutorial of, uh, you know, uh, you know, someone talking about you know, a, a synth, you know, you just got to keep that knowledge going, keep the curiosity. I'll watch a lecture. There's also, if you've got the time, there's a nine hour video of uh, Pharrell Williams and Justin Timberlake making the Justified album, which is really, really interesting if you've got nine hours to while away. Um, but, you know, it's just, for me, the interesting thing there was, you know, the way Pharrell would talk to Justin, you know, this huge pop star. I know Pharrell was big at the time as well, but it's like, how do you tell Justin Timberlake that you're out of pitch? You know, that's like, but he did it and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to use that now. You know, it's, like, it's all these little insights and yeah, YouTube's amazing for that. As long as you're hyper selective and you know what you're looking for. Sometimes you don't know what you're looking for. You've got to go on that chain of random. I'm all about random. like. Uh, any synth that has the but random you, button, you know, on not it. just a video. All people, everyone you meet, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can, yeah. if you can find inspiration from everything. Yeah, all, all people, all conversations seem to influence me, man. I'm sure it's the same. Man. It's like for everyone. It's oh, like completely. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. being aware of that. It's being, you know, allowing that uh, inspiration to come in. It's like uh, I think I went a long time without having that knowledge, and it's very simple. It's very simple kind of uh, change to make, but. If you can allow it all in, you know, I'd love to be go around just recording everything because, you know, then I'd sample it all and I'd make a nice little album over just one day of doing nothing really and just having conversations. But it'd be a bit weird, I think. <laughs> uh, it might be amazing, you know, you give it a whirl. Um, so when a tune's finished and when a when a, a lot of tunes are finished, when was the first time that you guys felt with with your personal work that you were ready to approach uh, the industry with your music? Was there a moment you thought, okay, I'm ready now, or was it the you know the the industry came to you? Yeah, it was it was kind of more the other way around almost. Uh, I was lucky to just uh, personally, I was lucky just to have like a social group of people that were all involved in in music, making music, and supporting acts and stuff. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's almost like a it was a really really sort of natural transition where independent you know independently of like major like record labels just friends are trying to put music out for other friends and it's kind of that's been the that's been the route in almost which is which is nice more of a community yeah kind of thing. like a nice nice way in really. and is that the same for you two guys as well um I th you know it's difficult to kind of remember i think because you know for me like you know, I, w I was such a, hopefully not anymore, but, I, you know, I used to be a really harsh critic, you know, upon myself. Um, 
but you know, to to an almost like unhealthy kind of state, you know, you know, to an extent where I'd be making a lot of stuff and you know it wouldn't leave the computer, you know, it wouldn't leave the laptop, and that's when I sort of felt, you know. I had maybe gone a bit too far with this sort of criticism. I think that's a really interesting point because, you know, I think everyone's got a lot of friends who really struggle to bounce a tune. <laughs> you know? Everyone's got... Yeah, man. It's, right, it's yeah. hard to finish something. It's hard yeah. to say something's finished and it's also hard to share something with someone that is in its unfinished process. It's like, it's like looking at a, a sketch you've done and you know where it's going to end up. Like the Mona Lisa... It's going to be the Mona Lisa. But the moment, you know, it looks like Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's just... It's, it's hard to kind of, for me at the moment, you know, everyone's different, you know, I'm, I'm still very critical on myself and I get in, in a bad way about it, you know, I'm just like, if, if I've had a bad day, you know, a bad day, you know, like I've not made a great demo, you know, that's for me a bad day and it's like, I, it's, it's, I, take, I can't help but take it to heart, you know, I just, I've, you just go through that cycle of, oh, this is really good, oh, this is really good, I'm amazing, aren't I? And then you just go, oh, this is shit, I, I hate myself, and I hate myself. And you just chuck it in the bin, and then a week later, that you kind of like it again. So it's just this weird, mad cycle. You've got to get your head around it, really. Well, y we were kind of talking about this a minute ago, yeah, yeah, just yeah. before this, mm. and it's like, I don't know, it kind of, yeah, like this sort of fear, fear of judgment and fear of failure is what stem is the root cause of you not you know like worrying about identifying you know what's good and what's not and it's almost like if you can get over that that fear of like judgment or fear of yeah then you can have fun with it yeah i mean then it's fun then, 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 then it's, it's kind of like, like yes yeah, it's, it's you're free right then you can just do what you want and who cares what anyone thinks you know it's like I mean, I have, I have weeks like that. I, we, I like where I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, and you can't you can't hype yourself up too much. Try another year. Try another <laughs> year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did spend the last year and a half, like you know, working ten to fourteen hours a day, even on the weekends, kind of thing. And uh, really, I've got nothing to show from it. You know, I had the wrong mindset about it. Uh, now I'm in a better place. I've, I feel like I had to go through that process to really kind of understand what it actually is all about you know you, it's a bit of a cliche but it was about you know having fun again and, and experimenting every second you can you know don't get stagnant and it's just it becomes fun again it's like i now use everything in my room that i can you know all the old equipment all the rubbish that i've collected over years all the, you know the argos keyboard that i got with my dad and when i was however old you know 12 that's that's a main part of my thing now because i connect it up to my amp I get all weird with the wires, and you make some rough sounds with it, and that's what it's, it's exciting now. And that's that's the, that's it for me, you know. It's try and keep yourself excited, and the output will just be exciting. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And is there like you know, is it for for your aspiring producers? Is there something that you could say? Or I guess is there is there a thing to say? Look, bounce that track, or is that is is it just having the confidence to do that? It's, it's diff it's difficult, you know, to. To almost say that to someone else, you know, another sort of musician or creative is, you know, I think finishing or completing a thing, you know, it, it's 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 always going to be a hurdle, you know, because when do you know some when something's finished? You know, we we certainly I, I wouldn't think know the answer to that. It's just, you know, it's, it's more of like a feeling, I think. Or you know, the worst case scenario is if you're if you're bored after about six months, you know, you you should probably finish that tune, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. otherwise you're not going to do anything. One, right? of, one of the most inspiring uh, like lessons I ever learned was from like I did a I studied art and like design at, and I had did a foundation course for a year and 
my tutor there was he was he was a painting tutor he used to like make us do like still lifes and stuff and do uh you know naked people what do you call that i can't remember nude no still i can't remember anyway and uh he one one day i was doing this drawing and i was like he came up to me and said like so how do you feel about it and i was like well i don't really like this bit here and uh my brother's told me the same he did the same course so yeah he just said well just tore half of it off and said start again then you know what i mean so if you apply that to so it was like a really important lesson because who's who's the judge of when anything's finished? No one. Like there is no, you know what I mean. So you can just be, you can say something's finished whenever you want. But yeah, I think you have something inside you. That's even if it feels wrong, <laughs> I can't do that. It has to feel absolutely right. I have <laughs> to be like walking around my room going, yeah, this is it. This is the next thing. Like I, you know. That, exactly, yeah, you have that in your head, though, with every tune. You have to get it to that moment of, of you know, when I've got my little dance going on, it's like, yeah, this is it. Uh, you may hate it next week, but, like, you, you, uh, for me, that's the standard. You, ha you have to like it, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, and that's been a thing that's kind of gone, uh, that I've learned a lot recently, is that actually it's all down to you, you know. You can share it with everyone else, but you've got to be happy with it. If you want to release music that you're half happy with, you're maybe going to regret it, you know. Um, and it's not nice to regret things, you know. You don't want that in your head while you're writing new music. You're like, oh, God. But it kind of, in a way, it's almost fuel to the fire, you know. It keeps you going. It's like, no, I'm never doing that again. Um, and, it, 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 you know, whatever it takes to kind of keep you going, really. You know, if it's an energy drink, then fine. But for me, it's fear, regrets, everything. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's um, real. So just to, just to change things up a bit, you know, with the way that the music industry is now, Record sales aren't obviously what they used to be. And there's, you know, on a larger scale, live performance is a really big deal. When you're making music, how relevant is the production that you're working on? Do you, do you have half an eye on how you're going to play that out? It, be it a DJ, you know, DJ set or, or, or a live performance? Is that, does, it, does it come into your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people kind of shy away from that and say no, but uh, for me, it's like I have to have my foot in there a little bit, you know. I have to be like, well, actually, how's, uh, you know, people, how are people going to react to this? What do I want people to be doing to this music? Do I want them to dance? Do I want smiles on their faces? Do I don't want them to be kind of writing in their little draft book about some emotional moment, you know? What experience do I want to give people? Because, um, yeah, you've got to love it. You've got to love this thing that you're doing, but, like, I think about the live show, uh, you know, it doesn't control the tune that I make, but it's like, it's, it's still important thought process, you know, will these bunch of tunes, will they flow together live, how will it react with my old stuff, what, you know, what exciting stuff will happen there, you know, I am thinking about it, you know, quite a lot, because I want, that's the bit, that you're, you're going to be listening to your tunes over and over again in production process, but now you've got to sing them and make them sound great over and over again to, to, to tons of people, it gets boring quick. I hate to admit it, but it, but it does, you know, like, because you, 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 you kind of critique yourself and you're like, oh, that's a, that's a bad performance, and you start not liking the tune that you've made. It's like, come on, man, what's, what's going on? You want to reach the happiness. You want to be happy, and that's the ultimate goal. So for me, right now, I'm trying to make music that is, and it energizes uh, people in whatever way, you know. I guess my form of energy is different to other people, but maybe it will resonate, maybe it won't. You know, I'm just trying to hang in there <laughs> and see what happens. And my panda shall fly. Yeah, 
I, I'm kind of in the same boat as well because you know, for me, I'm. I I feel like I really need to be happy, you know, 100% with something that I've made, you know, because for me, I think ultimately, you know, I'm always going to be making music for myself because, you know, uh, there'll be some sort of curiosity where, you know, that would have led me to make this certain kind of song. So I think, you know, it's important that you're happy with it because otherwise, you know, like you're saying, you're the one that's going to be spending a lot of time on it before a lot of people get to hear it, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it get, it's easy to get bored by, you know, something that you've listened to repeatedly. But if you like it, then, then you know, you're going to be actually really excited by it. You know, you're going to want to perfect a kick drum or, like, redo a vocal line just because, you know, like, all your interests are in it. So I think for that reason, um, you know, I like, I like spending time kind of analyzing my own kind of music you know yeah i mean that's kind of like uh th that is almost you you as your producer that's your personality so you know you, you might feel more relaxed about that but um i feel like anything that's going through your head while you're making music is gonna trickle its way into the music and then that is your individuality that's your personality in the music if you're thinking oh god you know gotta make the live show good then then do it you know just go just do whatever you think is gonna work you know and if it doesn't um, then it doesn't I mean, first and foremost, there's no rules to this. So exactly, throw that so word book out the window. Yeah, there's no, there's no rules. Like you know, everyone has their own unique way to approach things. In terms of like live performance, for me, it's like I try and give myself lots of ammunition. In in terms of like a, ver a large variation of music I could share with the people that are and and play it by. You know, play it, play it in the way that you know. Uh, if if that feels right to to play that selection of music on that evening, then that feels right. Rather than yeah, try and try and necessarily play songs that someone knows or you know. I I, I don't know. I know. think I w I was sort of ruined because you know, uh, in terms of sort of uh, um, adapting my music to the to the stage. You know, I had I hadn't thought about it at all. So. You know, there, there came this time when I'd sort of released my first EP, and <laughs> the uh, I think you know my my first sort of live show was you know announced, and you know I I just had this like time in hell where I had to find a way to translate electronic music. You know, that was that I hadn't considered at all to be sort of performed by hand. You I know, think, I think I might have seen one of your early shows. Yeah, I think you probably did. It was good. Okay, thank I mean, you. Well, you know, so and so it, it just. I didn't really know how to approach it because I knew I knew that I didn't really want to take a laptop on stage, so you know things were a bit more difficult in that sense. But eventually, what I had settled on was a setup that included a sampler and uh, an effect section, and you know I s I've still been using that setup since you know because I found it to work amazingly. I'm lucky. Because um, maybe maybe you could call me lazy because I, I don't don't necessarily worry about it. It's more just yeah what. Wha the music is conveyed. It's, mm -hmm. like it's the sound you're hearing from yeah, me, right. rather than, rather than the, the. I mean, there's a performance element, but mm. it's not the technology I'm relying on. It's more right, just yeah. the what you're hearing. Yeah, it's right, really yeah. important to me more more than anything. Mm. So. And on the flip side of things, um, how does a release come together for you guys? Are you lucky to be able to just go away, do your own thing, and then kind of report back to the people that are going to release your music? Or do you feel kind of certain pressures and timescales that get put on you? 
And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, when I when I give music to to people, for them to to, to make a some you know make some sort of uh, criticism or understanding, it, as soon as I've given it to them, I kind of think to myself, I'll let go of my you know any any sort of uh, preconception I may have had beforehand, uh, just so that. I can sort of probably just gear myself up to hear, you know, to take on whatever is going to be said. Because in the end, it doesn't necessarily matter that if if I don't totally agree. It's just, you know, if they, if someone someone else judges your music and hears something they think is beautiful or or, or strong in in it, then I kind of trust. I kind of trust yeah. other people. So it's it's nice. I trust myself to some extent, but. You know, I, I let go of it. Is it a case of giving? Um, I, I overheard you back back uh, out there saying like oh, you have like a massive kind of bank of tracks, and then you you give it over, yeah. and you let other people say, actually, I think these are the ones that, yeah, that are ready I think, to go out right now. Yeah, just because I'm, I'm lucky, just my process. I'm I'll make music quickly. I'll make a lot of music. You, I make a ton of music and and siphon it down for releases. It just gives you. It just gives you more freedom to, to like, not be too tied down and always keep music fresh. It's like if you're an artist, like if you draw, you do lots of sketches, lots and yeah, lots yeah, of sketches, yeah. keep throwing them away, and then finally you'll just do something brilliant, you know. And not not that I've ever done anything brilliant, but it's just I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it's just like if you give yourself more to choose from, it's almost like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna find something in that. Yeah, I mean, you can you can then pick from the cream of the crop, really, because like getting your head around the fact that it's uh, like one in three of these demos is going to be okay, you know. It's like that's just something interesting that spins around my head, you know, when I'm thinking, oh, I've had a sh you know rubbish day. Um, it doesn't matter as long as you've learned something, as long as you've had something from that day, as long as you've maybe experimented. Then in fact, you will have learned something and taken something from that day, and you can maybe use that in another uh, track, another time. But. Um, yeah, I don't know what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think How have your EPs come together? Um, I mean, you know, in, in working in on obviously as well. Yeah, well, in the first instance, um, you know, after sort of releasing myself from you know the kind of tangles of you know being over overly critical, I, I sort of you know managed to gather you know a, a folder of say about eight or so tracks, and and then my manager at the time happened to know Dan Mantle who who's another producer and you know he gave it a listen and you know sort of out of nowhere or at least you know without my knowledge he he expressed interest in it and he had this label at the time and he was just like look let's you know let's release it and you know I felt like that was almost like what I was waiting for you know after having made just so many kind of Recordings and maybe you know tracking or getting rid of so many. I felt like okay, you know this was almost the first step I was always waiting for. That and was, then a, that was a collection of eight that you'd taken from a bigger back catalogue. Would you say or no? I think it was, was it just it like an, a time where you just focused in on something. Yeah. So it was you know yeah it was like this folder uh, where you know I was like okay these are what I'm the most happiest with you know and from the f from the eight or so he then selected his favorites and then that went on to become an EP of f 
four tracks, you know, that that was my kind of day. There, there you go, there's an element of trust mm. that you're that you're placing on this other person. Mm. And that's kind of truly for me what what it helps it as a someone who's creating things. It's like mm. you know, you you they're the judges, like like everyone else who listens to it or views it or you know, they're the judges really mm. at the end of it. I mm. mean and they might as well be from the start. So let go, do you know what I mean? They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna dance or not, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Do you think, uh, on that, that thread, do you think it's important to get the right people around you who are giving you that first feedback then? Uh, it, it helps loads if you, if you have friends that also do similar things, musicians or, yeah, if you've got friends or you know, loved ones around you that do it as well, it's just like then you're set up for, yeah, a, a very, it helps you, it helps you let go because they're they're laying that out for you, and you're judging their. It's always good to have a network of like other creatives. I think I for think me, that's what I've got. Yeah. So. I, for me, um, <laughs> for some reason, you know, I've never been kind of big on receiving feedback. Um, you know, especially say in the kind of making of of a tune, or you know, in the kind of writing process. Just because you know, it comes back to the thing where, you know, I'm making it to satisfy me to some extent. So I feel. I I don't you know I feel like I I want it to sort of you know please me like the, I want the end result to kind of to make me you know feel good so in that sense then I'd almost want other people to hear it <laughs> so it's almost the other way around you know because in a way like it doesn't really matter what anyone else might think of it because I probably wouldn't take that into you know effect and. Yeah, change man. anything? No, no. I mean, you have to like it. Mm. Like, you, you kind of have to, don't you? So, it's just whether it's just how much pressure you put on yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Rather than, it's not like I'm giving music away that I don't like. Yeah. I give only give away music I like. Yeah, exactly. So, so then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the pressure takes it off you if you already know that you like what you're giving away, and then you, the judgment comes afterwards. It's it's kind of you know. But I found it quite uh, like confidence boosting to have like someone like a label or an A&R, a label, just to, just to say, this is good enough for release. Just that little thing just put fire in my belly. I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'll be on, I'm onto something, you know. Um, and I can kind of carry on with this, you know. Before then, it was just me shooting in the dark, you know, just like, what am I doing here, you know? Uh, I, who am I? You know, you just go through this kind of crazy thing, like... Um, and to have that acceptance from a label uh, is, is, is I found really helpful. And, and from a creative friend's point of view, yeah, it's, it's really helpful. Even if they're not in music, you know, they're, if they're a creative person, then, you know, if they're doing fashion design or something like that, they're creative. They know what's good and what's, what's not. They know, they know you as well, which is very important, or, or at least how you're perceived. Um, and it's kind of like, it's really useful to have that. Even when my mates, like, because you know your mates so well, and they could be in the room and listen. You're listening to their. Um, they listen to my music, even if they don't say anything. I know whether they like it or they don't. You know, it's just one of those things, and that can be really helpful as well. And I'm lucky that I've got a manager that just tells the damn truth. He just he will not not tell the truth. Um, so that's really useful as well. People who tell the truth is is, is amazing because it's useful. You know, you might not feel like you want to say someone's tune is good or whatever, but it, you've got to remind yourself it's so super useful. As long as you say it in a nice way, you can't just be slagging them off right there and then, you know, it's, it's got to be come from a real and cri critical kind of place in a ni nice way. Constructive, sorry. Sweet. This might be, a, I guess, a little bit of a harder question to ask, but 
uh, answer. Um, what was the output that each of you are proudest of um, musically so far? Uh, have we already ha seen it? Has it already been released or is it kind of stuff you've got in the locker that's coming out later on down the line? Yeah, it's always nice to have stuff in the locker, you know, like that's what, that's what I like. I, like I, f I feel more confident as a person when I know I've got a few beats in, the, in my backpack like, that are good. You know, I need that for my own yeah. personal health. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's also nice, you know, I'd say my first album, I released an album called The Keychain Collection. For me, that, uh, that kind of, it was great because it kind of personified, it was very simple. And I'm, I'm all about simplicity. I kind of, I feel like I overdid it with the second album. I fell into that cliche of, you know, whipping out an oversaturated album, like ch a second album, sorry, of, of trying to do everything, you know, throwing it all in and, and being ambitious. And yeah, it was super duper learning and that's brilliant. But you know, you're just sitting there going, man, I'm not gonna do that again, you know, but it's good, it's healthy. It's healthy to have that. As long as you can learn from it, that's amazing. But yeah, I'd say my first album and uh, my EP, they're, they're kinda, they, they say something about me that I like and I'm proud to share it with people. Can we pass the question? Um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it is really difficult to sort of choose a favorite, but I think for me, because I've treated every release as its own sort of mini project, you know, so meaning I've sort of had a different sound for every single EP, and because of that, I've really enjoyed, you know, sort of like jumping yeah, from, yeah, yeah. you know, Lily to Lily, and you know, in that because of that, I think it's difficult to have a favorite because they're not even, you know, to me they're not even in the same <laughs> like umbrella. Um, you know, there's all you're always gonna have a soft spot for your first release. You know, just because it's kind of, you know, it kind of got to got you to that place where you are now. Um, but you know, I would like to think that with every new release, I would have learned something new and you know, kind of delivered something new. So I'm hoping to sort of renew my favorite record every time a new one comes out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't really released an awful lot, but um, what well, I mean, I suppose, In probably, terms of, yeah, probably, probably for me, it's just, yeah, like, as far as things I've released. Was there a moment, like a particular thing you've kind of yeah, done or uh, just been I, proud of? I feel blessed to have released anything, if I'm honest, honest. And like every time that happens, I'm truly blessed. I love it all, really, just because that someone, some people have invested some time and energy into me, man. That's so like kind of them, and that's beautiful. Uh, so I couldn't like say, like musically, it's probably you'll never hear my favorite thing I've done. That's but nice. just like the whole thing that surrounds like s other people telling you, you know, complimenting you by investing time and space for you, then whoa, man, that's like I just want to give those people hugs, man. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Cool, cool, cool. Is there anything? Um, I'm going to dip slightly into a, perhaps a slightly negative bit uh, because you're all kind of opinionated and creative and it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Right, is, right. is there anything is there anything Easy. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything that you particularly don't like that's kind of happening uh in the music industry or around the the jobs that each of you have now um that you're seeing and is on the flip side is there anything that you do like is there anything that kind of is rising up uh in terms of like ways of ways of um working ways of releasing ways of 
pressure being put on you or otherwise that that you do like i it, you know it's really difficult to you know maybe find anything that i hate with the industry you know um even if i did you wouldn't say i, it. I couldn't really <laughs> <laughs> no but I, <laughs> I i couldn't really do anything about it because you know if i hated that much i'd i'd just stop making music but you know i know that that's obviously not the case but I don't think you go around going, oh, I hate that, or yeah. I don't like that. You know, you, like, you, you kind of do in a way. Um, mm. But I, I think to have a negative head on you all the time is, is not healthy. You, yeah. know? you can't be like, oh, I hate this. You know, <laughs> I, I try not to even think it. You know, I think, oh, what, even if I don't like that, uh, what can I draw from it? What can I take from it? You know, what is useful to me? Is that kick sound sound amazing? Yes, it does. All right, <laughs> well, I'll try and emulate that later on. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can always draw something from something, even if it's like a rubbish episode at EastEnders, there'll be something someone <laughs> said that it just kind of resonates, you know, because that's how, that's how they design EastEnders. It's supposed to resonate with every single human in the <laughs> world, isn't it? Um, uh, but positively-wise, I, I don't know, really. I mean, it's hard to look at myself objectively. Or, um, I'm just kind of floating along on this ride and just hoping for the best, you know. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean... It, what I don't like, and I've probably been slated about this, is uh, the fact that you kind of, you're pressured to do a lot of social media stuff. Like, I was happy a long time ago to wait two years, you know, listen to the Mike Skinner's album, and then wait two years happily without anything. You know, let, uh, let other music, you know, fl <laughs> flood me, you know, and then, oh, oh, it's coming around again and get real excited about it. I don't need to hear a word from Mike Skinner. I don't need anything from it. It's nice to hear it. And yeah, I did watch the interviews when he did do it. But I like the enigma. I like that, you know, that side of things. But that's not very popular anymore. So, mm -hmm. you know, I sound like an old man when I talk about it. So, um, but I, I, I like that air of mystery with an artist. Because otherwise, once you know too much about someone, mm. uh, it might take your vision of what it was away. You know, mm. it's just like, oh, okay, well, I didn't really want to know the meaning of that <laughs> track now. It's like mm. I had my special memory now. It's soiled all over, you know. Do you think so? That sense of urgency as well that comes with that is a bit of a shame. Um, for me, if I was going to. I mean, I, c I could probably express a few things I dislike. I'm not sure whether they're worth touching on right now, but yeah. I, I, I kind of, I think the sense of I, the sense of like myself being so great for producing music is something that doesn't sit well for me generally. Uh, so that goes hand in hand with social media, that goes in hand in hand with and it's not, um, it's no, people are guilty of that, but it's just because of, it's a byproduct of the circumstances rather than the individuals. And it's a competitive, because I'm not a big fan of being a competitor. You know, I want to like share and kind of, I almost say the industry is separate for me than music. Yep. Like music is a, a beautiful, ancient, sacred art form that we all possess. And we all have this like intrinsic ability to recognize a melody and be able to repeat it straight away. We all know that heartbeat that we all have, that voice we all have. That's what music is, like not the industry. The industry is a, a way of me eating, simply, like, and truly music and industry they just, I got a big line down the middle, you know. Yeah, it's, it's mad as well because a lot of people. We are have like to recognize that because you, it's important, do, man. Do you like think uh, there's kind of quite a lot of people in your camp, though, which is quite a nice thing that there's a lot of people that 
don't muck around with it and don't think highly of it and do their own thing and then well it, with industry you mean with people that are making music so like you three are I mean I personally love social media you know but I, you know I, d I don't know if that sort of um, had any sp particular effect on the sort of music you know I, I just happen to like kind of you know messing around on <laughs> Twitter Facebook yep. Instagram um and you know the accounts just so happen to be called after my artist name. You know, <laughs> but it's not it's not the communication. But I don't have a problem with that. It's mm. like not. It's just the like the idea that you have to really sort of self promote right, the yeah. the like ego rather than rather than just be you. And it's not yeah, social. It's, like it's not social media. Really yeah, it's not social media. It's just the ego part of it. Mm. That I I kind of think, and I separate the two because because you know. It's kind of, it's kind of, you know, like we we've got to recognise that music was here so long ago, like as long as we've existed as beings, you know, I, I, straight up, like <laughs> the, the the days of hunter gatherer, I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? We we were definitely making music then, mm. so it's a lot more sacred than. I, I think you know, um, if you're fortunate enough to, I suppose, be like a huge artist. Then you're lucky because you know you don't really have to do much shouting about yourself and your music, you know. And I feel like as a an, as an artist who's sort of um, you know still growing, I yeah. That's why I need to sort of tell people and tell you know other people about what I do. That's not that's not I'm not picking it. You know what I mean? I do it myself mm. because it's kind of the realm in which we have yeah. to operate. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. to adapt, otherwise yeah. you know. But I do want to separate it. I do it myself, but I kind of want to see that as a, you know, it's it's a separate thing to actually you creating something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. totally. No, completely. Um, it's weird because like it, we, artists are almost the, the last people that want to be involved in the industry side <laughs> of it. It's yeah. like, oh god, why? You know, I I hate asking for money. I hate doing <laughs> all that. That's why I got a manager. You know, who's a bit of a geezer. He sorts all that out. You know, he's like, he'll <laughs> get the money. He'll make the make the shit. He'll make it happen. Um. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, let's just have this experience together and see see where <laughs> that goes, you know. Which probably doesn't always work in my favour, but I think it does because it it would maybe remind other people who I'm working with or whatever that it's actually just about that. So we did this because of this. We started this whole uh, career in music um, because we liked music. Mm. It just so happened that someone went, oh, I like your music. Let's release <laughs> it. You know, it's, it's just a, a fluke uh, event. You know, um, yeah, I've been absolutely kind of. I guess disenchanted by the the industry over the years. Uh, you just got to suck it up, you know. That's life. People are going to be nice to your face and dicks behind your back, and that's just that's just the way life goes. You just got to be nice and real nice, you know. You don't have to put on a nice show. It's realness. Just be real, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that will emulate in the music, you know. As long as you're being true to yourself. I mean, it sounds a bit blasé or whatever, but it's 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 just simple, you know. Be nice, and it's got to be real, and then that will resonate, and that will that'll bring people to you, you know, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll, that'll make your music and make your stance when you're making music more positive. And if it's coming from a positive beginning and those foundations, then the output's going to be hopefully all right. Happy, happy. Cool. Mm. I've got um, a couple more questions to end with, but if anyone in the audience has uh, any questions now, um, then here's, here's an opportunity. But if not, I've got uh, a couple more bits. Does anybody have any questions? Right. No one's got get to us, mine. Get to us, mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two two kind of big things maybe um, might be interesting to to people is uh, 
one, a bit of advice, um, but we'll probably leave that for the last thing. And then, uh, and secondly, what, what, what are you working on now? What, what, uh, what can we expect from, from you guys uh, in, the, in the near future? And 2015. The <laughs> um, so my next sort of uh, release that's planned just so happens to be um, what's going to be my biggest release, which is going to be my debut album, you know. And that sort of occupied a lot of my time, um, even in between other releases, you know, just because it's something that I've had so much sort of, um, s so much uh, ex expectations of, you know, that I've wanted to sort of perfect it just way more than necessary, I imagine. But, you know, I've always, I've all, I've also wanted to be really ambitious with it, you know, so I've kind of hooked up with uh, singers and other collaborators from not just London, but other countries. And, you know, I've just been really fortunate to have such an amazing kind of team of people that have all been part of this album. And, you know, that's going to be the thing I'm going to be most proud of, I think, just because I feel it's going it, to, well, you know, making it and, and creating us already kind of taking me to another level as a producer, you know, because I've, I've never really worked with singers before, but having to do so over the last year or so, you know, uh, it's it's changed how I look at my music. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited just to get it out, you know, I can't wait. Sweet. <laughs> Any advice for anyone out there? Um, you know, it's difficult to impart nice, advice. Nice. Uh, You've got a gig for the next one. Yeah. Your job, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the compare. I'm the compare. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because I'm still, uh, I'm still learning. You know, and there's, there's very much, you know, like a lot to sort of learn and you know explore. And I just think the simplest sort of thing I can say is just don't stop. You know, just, just keep. Just keep on doing the thing that you that you're doing. That's important, actually. Yeah, not like not giving up. There's a yeah. there's a ton of people like the, they say like one percent of people are gonna make it in the industry. They're just the people that are so stubborn that they di didn't give up. You know, mm. um, the other ninety nine percent of people were like, you know what? I'm really frustrated with what I'm doing. I'm mm. pissing myself, and <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You know, elsewhere. Mm. It's uh, it's hard to train yourself to have that willpower to carry on, kind of thing. You know, don't get the violins out. It's not <laughs> actually that hard, but it's just like it's just, just a concept that if you're familiar with, <coughs> you know, you'll, you'll hopefully be happy in what you're doing, whatever it is. You know, mm -hmm. um, in terms of what I got coming out next year, hopefully it's going to be an album. Um, and yeah, I mean, I say hopefully. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make an album right now. You know, but it's it's always hard when you're in the middle of it. You don't know what you're doing. You don't mm -hmm. know what it's going to be. And I'm still just kind of in a mad headspace. <laughs> you know. Um, is it going to be um, more, more like the, yes. the first, the second, or something completely new? Uh, I don't know yet. You know, I think hopefully it's going to be something completely new. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, it's like I, I've definitely been on a bit of a nostalgia trip. You know, what resonated with me when I was younger? What worked? What kind of uh, what can I take from that? You know, not directly copying people. You know, I want to do. I want to give something new to the to the the industry. I guess. Um, I'd say the world, I don't, you know, F the industry. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to kind of uh, be creative with the whole kind of getting it out there as well. You know, uh, as independent artists, we kind of, we've almost got the realm, we can do do whatever. Um, yeah. I guess anyone can, but some, you know, there's no one breathing down our neck going, right, we've got this guy that's going to do your album cover, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you can do it, you do it, you get your mates to do it and, and take the promo shots and whatever. There's an air of like kind of creativity on the whole 
scale of things, uh, which is exciting. You know, it's daunting at first. Um, you know, like, yeah, I've got to get this artist from New York and he's going to do the album cover, whatever. It's like, no, actually, bring it all in. You know, bring it, get your, get your mates together and uh, make something completely unique because it's all, if you're mates with someone, then they obviously like stuff about you and you like stuff about them. So that connection will have an impact some, in some way uh, in the process. Yeah. Uh, what was the question again? So, uh, so what, what, are you, what are you doing? What what's going on? Oh, right. oh yeah, sorry. What's, what's, um, what's, what's the plan? Sorry, I was just like, yeah, just just busy, like having creative thought while you were. It was quite <laughs> actually quite. I, I oh, you were like conjuring up imagery for me and everything. It was quite. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, I, I just. Uh, I've been working on a lot of stuff. Uh, whether it's like to be released is kind of unsure at the moment. There's talk of, yes, an album next year and some maybe an EP before that. Um, I've got a, there's a single coming out in March, which has like two, two, of, my, two of my songs on it and then remixes from my brother, uh, Gene Bassa and uh, Al Dobson Jr. on the other side. So that's coming out in March. Uh, what else? Yeah, there's a there's a, a a track on a compilation for the record shop Sounds of the Universe that's yeah. coming soon. So, yeah, I mean, and then just I've got a bit of a back catalogue of just he heaps of music that I need to like give to people. Yeah. Really, uh, might be a bit busy. But yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like just enjoying um, doing it is is. And then how about yourself? Is there a particular piece of advice you give to people that, that want to be enjoy it? Yeah. Like Keeps never, money. yeah. When anything in life, right? Mm. Anything. Like if you stop enjoying it, then don't do it anymore. And just try and enjoy everything you do. And like that's if you're a, a budding musician or artist or whatever, man. Just yeah, if you can, if 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 the if the money lets you, you know, try and enjoy it, sort of thing, you know. I think that's a pretty nice place to stop. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for joining thank us. For and everybody yeah, here, for thank you for joining us. The Cheers podcast guys. will be available very, in a soon, yeah. very soon via iTunes. Um, have a nice evening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thank you, thank guanks. guys. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers.